Hello there and welcome back to Tradie Business School, the podcast for you tradies to help you with practical tips and stuff to make a really cool business that runs without you so you can gain back so much more control. I am gain, uh, can't speak today. I am joined by Barry, who's my special guest here today on the show. How are you doing, Barry? Michael, living the dream. How are you, mate? Mate, I wish I was living your dream. You've got the world behind you and uh, looking forward. I love it. <laughs> so, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about um, a pretty cool topic, which is pretty important and valuable, I think, to everyone in business, and that is getting paid. And uh, a lot of uh, tradies usually stay up late at night doing invoicing or maybe chasing late payments. Not everybody, but some of you might be. Um, but we're going to talk about the topic of getting paid on time and in full, because I think we can all agree that chasing money is not fun. Having a whole bunch of money owed to you while you've got bills to pay is also not fun and adds to a lot of stress and pressure. And then a lot of guilt and shame can be around that as well when you realize that you weren't getting paid for all the blood, sweat and tears and, and good work that you did and that you deserve to have and you just haven't got it. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, Barry, when you, you've been in business for quite a long time and have you ever had a, 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 any experience of people not paying you? Yeah, oh, mate, absolutely. Like, <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from as simple as like a $500 invoice to, you know, when I had my trades business, I had a builder go bankrupt for a quarter of a million dollars yeah. or it took, took me for a quarter of a million dollars. And so it, it's funny because I didn't know what I was really going to share on this episode. But now I've just got a whole bunch of stuff sort of come through. Um, based on that question, I think the very first thing that I want to share is that I think this is in particular in the trade industry is a lot of traders actually don't ask. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of traders that just don't send the invoices out when they should be, you know. And the opportunity we have in trade businesses is to take deposits, is to take progress payments, you know, but yet often it's one thing that that many contractors and traders avoid because it's, it's it's book work, it's finances, it's money. Like I just want to be on the tools. But the very first tip that I'd say is like you need to ask first and foremost, and you'd be comfortable uh, asking. I remember um, when I was uh, at, at university, uh, uh, you know, renting and asking my housemate for the rent money made me feel uncomfortable because yeah. I had issues around asking for money. And I know a lot of people feel uncomfortable sometimes asking for what um, they deserve and uh, are required because they don't want to upset the other person. I know a tradie um, who was working on, um, I think, trucks, and he was doing all this work but was never asking to be paid. And his wife was like, you know, we've got, we've got $250,000 owing. And it's like, how did that get out of control? And it's like, well... As, as you say, just either wasn't asking for it. And usually usually it's a sign that you know, through your whole life and through a lot of experience that you, you find those money conversations kind of awkward and yeah. you, you don't like asking people for money. Yeah. And, and it could be as simple as like hiring a, a VA, you know, like we have a VA company, Alchemy Outsourcing. We have a number of traders that hire VAs. You can get them for, you know, as cheap as I think it's like a 1000 bucks a month for 20 hours a week. And we have them train up to to write invoices, to chase debtors, and do all that sort of stuff. And it's like for a thousand bucks a month, 
the money to actually make tradies because they're taking care of managing that financial process is, is ridiculous. So I think first and foremost, it's important to have a basic process in place to, to understand when an invoice should be triggered. You know, is it a job being signed off? Is it when a job leaves your factory? Is it when the guys come back from installation? But have a very basic checklist in place or, you know, part of your process on your project management software or whatnot that triggers a reminder to send the invoice, first and foremost. And, you know, another part I'd say for that, there's a few things that I just want to kind of split out, Michael, while they're in my head. The second thing is that, you know, how many of you have ever been in a situation where you've been doing work for, let's say, a builder? And you've done the work and you've already got the builder on 30-day terms. You invoice the builder. The builder's like, I'll pay you when I get paid. Right? Mm-hmm. The customer hasn't paid me. Realize right now that that shouldn't matter a shit to you because the builder is your client. Your client is not the builder's client. So, therefore, if you've done the work, they need to pay you for the work, right? Or they need to pay a penalty fee, right? Or you need to find a new builder to work for. Because them stringing you out because they can't manage their bill paying process or their account management process is not okay, right? So be clear of who you work for. Make sure you have really good payment terms in place. And just realize that the person that screams the loudest gets paid first, right? When I was a tradie, I always paid the suppliers that annoyed the shit out of me. They, they were the ones that would message me two days before my invoice was due to check that I was getting paid on time. They'd message me the day of. Then they'd call me every other day since it never got paid. They were always the ones that got paid first. And the ones that I never heard of, they were the ones that kept on getting pushed to the bottom of the pile until they called me up or until I had the spare cash. Squeaky right? wheel. Right. So, so be that person. Again, whether it's you that does it, whether it's your wife or husband that does it, whether it's a VA that does it, a virtual assistant or a team member, be the person that calls. Like if, you, if you've done the job, you deserve to be paid. Be very careful of who you extend payment terms to. Make sure you get the relationship. Make sure that you never have one client that's more than 20% of your revenue because that nearly took my business down, that quarter of a million dollars, because I had one client that was a very big client for me. And make sure that you run really tight collection on, on debtors. Don't allow debtors to get over a certain perspective. Like If you haven't got 10%, of your total annual revenue sitting in the bank for a rainy day, you really need to be tight on collecting money because that's a high risk you're paying. You could work your ass off for years, have a great business, all of a sudden one client takes you out, you lose everything. Yeah. And there's also a, um, a transition that I've learned when you're going from like a sole trader operation or you're just like a you know, one-man band and you start building a team, you start building a company and you're going from sole trader to a proprietary limited or an LLC or the structure, the structure that you're running for your company, the way that you do business needs to change. Absolutely has to change. And so your accounts receivable process needs to be ironclad. You need, mm-hmm. And you're, you're a client onboarding process with terms of trade accepted. The thing is that in Australian law, if you get paid before you show the terms, they have not agreed to the terms. And the number of tradies who lose their house, right, because they haven't got good terms and conditions in place because they go, oh, that doesn't matter. I don't want to worry about that. I just want to get out there and get do the job. Like, there's a lot of people. And you probably know someone who's had who's been impacted, particularly builders, builders who take on a lot of the risk 
Uh, I know a guy who did uh, fencing. He was owed by, a, I won't name the, the company, major corporate, major client. You'd think that a major, a big client would be fine paying you. Not the case. Uh, owed $500,000. $500,000. And he had to fork out for all the supplies, all the equipment, prepare for the job, and then gone because they decided they don't want to, they don't want to complete it. So it's, it's exceptionally important. If you want to get paid on time and in full, it's not just about, yes, it is important to be chasing the money, but it's also important to protect yourself legally. Yeah. And, and you are not the expert in doing that, and I highly recommend that you seek legal advice on that. You really need to make sure because you, if you, even if you copy someone else's terms, right, you don't know if they're legit, you don't know how they're protected, and if you're offering payment terms, to any client, you are a bank. Mm-hmm. You are a bank and they have, you're basically, let's say you've quoted $100,000 for a job and they say, oh, I'll give you 30 days to pay it off. You've now given them a $100,000 loan. If that client goes bankrupt or into liquidation, guess what happens? Yeah. Right? One, one thing that worked very well for my cabinet making business, I'm not sure if the law has changed or not, but we used to charge a 50% deposit. Mm. on acceptance of job on, on terms and conditions we would charge 40 percent payment plan basically they could come and view their their kitchen in the factory prior to delivery and then 10 percent on completion and what it meant is that even if even if uh the client decided to withhold the last 10 percent, we'd already made money on that job mm. right and that was a way that that we ran that with all of our b2c clients builders was a little bit more challenging they didn't want to pay payment terms but that protected us in a huge way the other thing that works very well too is we often charged extra on the initial quote and we told the customer they'd get a discount of 5% or 10% if it was paid on time. And if it was paid late, they'd pay the full amount, which again encouraged the client to pay on time. And the third thing we did is that we would actually get the client to sign off on a quality assurance form when my guys, before my guys left. Because the amount of times that my guys would leave and the customer said that they were happy or that they were okay with it, and then when it came to them paying the invoice, they dragged it out for weeks, if not months, because, oh, there's a, there's a mark here or there's some dust left in the bottom of the cupboard or some of that. Whereas once they sign off, again, Michael, they're signing off on terms saying that they're happy with the job, they've signed the job, they're okay to pay the final invoice. Mm. Mm. There's so much in um, protecting yourself to make sure that you, you get paid. I actually think of everything like out of this episode, I think the number one most important thing that you should all do is hire someone to do all the follow-up for you, particularly if you have a lot of outstanding payments and you do a lot of quotes and you do a lot of that stuff. You don't. It's not a good use of your time as the business owner chasing payments. You've got better things to do with your time. And at the same time, making sure that you've got an ironclad uh, process which you review and you go, well, how, uh, you know, how much is outstanding at any point in time? And you look at that weekly. Every week, how much is owing? How much is owing as a percentage of our, of our revenue? We need to bring that down. Often when you want to get quick cash, very quick thing to do in, in a coaching relationship when we're looking at your business is go, well, how much money is outstanding? How can we get as much of that in as possible and cash you up? Because often there's a lot of money owed that you've just written off. You've written it off not getting it. And the other thing is really important, again, is making sure that you get good legal advice. It's possible, like if you're if you're a bank and you're offering people payment terms, that you're an unsecured creditor. And if that person goes into liquidation or has financial difficulty, then you go down with it. 
So you want to make sure that you're protected with um, PPSR or anything like that where you're actually protecting yourself from that to make sure that any money that's paid to you, you keep. Right? You really want to you really want to protect yourself. But ultimately, getting paid on time in full is actually a, a is it's on you. It's on your mindset and your responsibility as the business owner to go. We deserve to be paid, and making sure that you don't accept or tolerate anything else. And yeah. that's the other thing, Barry. I find that if you allow people to be late with payments, you train them to be late with payments. Yeah, like like we're all the time training people how to teach it. And like you said, if you allow those to go over, that we will just become the bottom of the pile, which, which again is why if you have a process in place that triggers the invoice to go out, if you have someone from your team, a virtual assistant or someone else that follows them up a day before, two days before, the day of, you know, like you become that squeaky wheel. You become yeah. that creditor that, that people want to pay and get off their back because otherwise they know they're going to be hounded by you. And it's not hounding if you're chasing up something that's owed for you. But you don't want to get to the point where someone hasn't paid two months later, then you're the one that gets on the phone all day, every day. It's too late, right? Take more of a proactive approach to this rather than a reactive approach to this, and you'll get paid on time and in full. And I'd love to know in our free Facebook group, Traders and Journal Contractors Global, love to hear from you about if you have any challenges specifically with getting paid, love to hear what's going on for you and maybe ways that we can help. Um, there are a number of organizations that we can introduce you to to really help you with terms and help you get the protection in place. And also, we've got some fantastic system tools that we can show you to help you build a system to help you um, collect that cash. We're even happy to go over that over the phone with you to really help you solidify a plan um, to to make that to make that work for you. Because I think if your business isn't getting paid, you don't have a business for much longer. So you you really want to. Plug that hole. Yeah, it, it's it's quite often, Michael. We have people that reach out that want to, you know, join the Trading Business School uh, coaching program or join the Game Changers to work with us. And it's quite often we can actually find them at least the course fees, if not double the course fees, out of their outstanding debt, so out of opportunities they're not seeing the business straight away. And I guess that's where we want to look at, uh, you know, net net money, you know, money that we find for them that's not out of their pocket. To help them actually reinvest in growing the business in a profitable and a productive and streamlined way. Absolutely. Barry, love this chat. Um, and, and I hope for you guys, you know, you've got a lot of value from this um, this podcast episode. Share it with your friends, encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already, and uh, look forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. Love to connect with you and find out what's going on. Um, so until the next episode, um, Barry and and all, we'll we'll see you next episode. Mm-hmm.